I went. I went to Carl's. I went to Carl's. I wouldn't have known anything. Carl's yeah. Carlsbad's. Let's, let's Carlsbad. I know. I know. That's why I didn't All tell right. you. With that, he, he's like, I don't think about Carlsbad. Uh. Yeah. It's La Jolla and Carlsbad. Welcome to a special lead up to the Oscars episode of season four of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections. While one of us tries desperately to keep up, we'll let you decide which host is which. But for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co hosts, Jeremiah. Don't laugh, yo. This ain't fucking reality TV here. Brandon. Oh, it went out of order. Well, when you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? And Eddie. Two pills? Why don't you just give me a bottle and a scotch and a hand and blow my fucking head off? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So uh, with season four, we're picking movies that we think that will create some good conversations. Uh, so some of these will be from our private collections, while others may be new releases in theaters and streaming. For this week and next week, we'll be looking at two uh, relatively recent Best Picture winners for the Academy Awards. Uh, additionally, throughout the season, we'll be including some new releases in theaters and streaming, as well as a TV season. Routine. As with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film we just watched? Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero being a perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five being sort of the film that makes you feel like your newly broken wrist is being smashed over and over again by a boot welding gangster. Fuck yeah, wielding. That's the wielding gangster. It could be welding. It could be like I hear. I time. hear a little crackle. I see. I hear smooth. Like, like I hear some right. crackle. I, I hear some crack. I hear some pop. What the fuck, man? With that, what movie do we have shipping up to us tonight, gentlemen? Brandon, oh, I, I love, love that one. I love that's my favorite one. Oh, that you've done. I appreciate that. That's my that. favorite one so far. Ah. Oh shit! <laughs> well, with that. Whoa! <laughs> hey, having shipped up to Boston with Brandon, this is the perfect uh, the perfect fucking is... entry to this story. Here we go. <laughs> well, if you haven't put it together yet, tonight we have Martin Scorsese's one and only Best Picture Oscar film, 2006's The Departed. Tragedy. Tragedy. It is tragedy. I mean, this is, we're going to get to how yeah, great a movie this tragedy. is. No, we're, we're going to talk about how great a movie this is, but is it, the, is it his best one? I don't know. We'll talk about that. Anyway, The Departed follows a pair of undercover Operative, shut so. up, Eddie. In the streets of Boston, Billy is a Massachusetts state police officer who goes undercover to help take down one of Boston's most infamous bad guys, Costello. And Colin is a high-rising wonderkind of an, uh, in, the, in the state police ship, uh, who has infiltrated the police to spy for Costello. This film really takes a look at how pretending to be someone else can destroy who you are, especially in a kill-or-be-killed world where you don't know who to trust. This movie has a who's who cast that includes Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Martin Sheen, Mark Wahlberg, and Alec Baldwin, among a hell of a lot of others. Departed has an IMDb rating of a criminal 8.5 out of 10 and has a critic score of 91% and an audience score of 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I say criminal because I think it should be a lot higher. What do you guys think? Just real quick. Uh, I think, no, I think, honestly... 8.5 8.5 is is probably where it's supposed to be given the graphic yeah. nature of the movie and given it's pretty uh, high it's so pretty high I hear, I hear so what you're saying. Objective looking, hold on hold on hold on if, 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 if you're objective, 
Yeah. Right. And if you're objectively looking, I think it should. It but should if you're be objectively looking at this movie, there are a lot of people who think it's got gratuitous violence, a lot of a lot of blood, and a lot, a lot of, of unnecessariness that that yeah. we enjoy that other people don't necessarily. That's true. Hear. Grandma so doesn't necessarily. Well, the hear. problem with this 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 exactly this generalized rating is that it takes into consideration everyone yeah. and you know like like right now we're in this uh we have this societal thing where we go out onto the street and ask normal people their opinion well sometimes normal people are stupid they don't you know their opinions are stupid that's just how it is yeah they're because they're a right. sailor pig Sean, and they lost the leg <laughs> as with every movie that we review we i mean sorry uh, as with every movie we review we try to pair our selection with a drink that we feel reflects the film uh so ed why do you keep changing this, Brandon? Why don't you just leave it the fucking way it is? What, do you have to just refine it every week that you do I it? do. I like keeping it fresh. I like keeping uh, it fresh. Time, keep you on your toes. No, I can't memorize it. I can't memorize you like it. Keep it on you shouldn't toes. even need a script. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy. As in every review, we try to pair our selection with a cocktail that we feel reflects that film. So, Ed, why don't you take us to the drink that we will be enjoying this evening? Well done. Uh, Brandon, I'm... I will, I will, Sean Brandon. Who uh, picked this, this is, movie? This is our, our guy wearing a New York Yankees fucking baseball hat. Ed, this is you. Yeah. Yeah. So remember that. You remember that. You put some fucking respect back in my yeah, name, Brandon. Not, okay. So remember. Wait a second. Yeah. Listen to this fucking one of these. <laughs> tell us what the hell we're wearing. We're wearing this fucking Yankee hat. Yeah, yeah. Just tell us what we're what we're uh, what we're drinking. What we're having tonight. Okay. We're just well t- tonight, guys. The drink has. Kind of jumped around a little bit, but tonight we're going to keep it simple. Uh, so Brandon can have cranberry juice and Jeremy can have cranberry juice. Uh, Sean and I will have the double shot of Irish, Irish ris- whiskey. It's not risky. Whiskey. Whiskey. It'd be risky to do uh, whiskey. Wait, whiskey. Why do you say whiskey that way? Whiskey. What are you, what are you uh, thinking about? So, so there's, you know, there's, we've, we've had two drinks. So we have two drinks. We have cranberry juice uh, or we can have a double shot of Irish whiskey. Uh, so you, you need to pair it up with your uh, pour in the dirty glass and t- uh, turn up your Dropkick Murphy CD and throw it back. Uh, Brandon's drinking game that he likes with this is every time they they say the word fuck, uh, you take a half a shot for each time the there word you know, fuck. Or yes, a full how many shot times if you're really is, not a bitch. How many bitch times do they say fuck in the department? 238 times. Yes, and you know this is uh, This is the fourth most uh, fuck-ridden uh, Scorsese masterpiece. Please tell us the first three fuck written. Well, I can't really uh, tell you. The, I can't tell you two and, and three. <laughs> I'm gonna say Casino. Casino's Casino got a lot. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street is number one with over 500. That's twice as many fucks as in this. Uh, you movie. know, I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen that fucking movie. I'm gonna I've never say seen criminally overrated. Criminally overrated. Very oh, overrated. Okay. Very overrated. Yes. I think overrated. I mean, I love That's me some Scorsese. Right, let's, let's get in. Let's get into talking about this movie because this movie kind of, for me at least, came out of the out of the like the blue. I had no anticipation or expectation when I first in two thousand six saw this movie. I remember looking at the cast, going, "God dang it, that's a great fucking cast!" And I remember the trailer, and I want to say the trailer had a Rolling Stones song, uh, "Give Me Shelter," at the very beginning, and I think they actually used it also in the oh, beginning of the movie because that is and one of my favorite kinda, songs. It just kind of it just kind of hit. It hit in a certain way, like it's it, it's a modern gangster, and I'm not a gangster movie fan. I think I said that on the Godfather podcast. I'm not a, I'm not a shoot 'em up gangster movie kind of guy. Like I've never seen Casino. I've never seen um, Goodfellas. What's the other one? Goodfellas. Uh, 
Goodfellas, yeah. Uh, I will see those movies, but I have you have yet to see them. You have seen what was that one yeah. where they dress up as the Some Like It Hot, which actually is is a gangster. That's a gangster movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Spats is the villain. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Sean, let's put it this way, man. You know that it's a Martin film when you hear Rolling Stones into uh, his fucking film because he does that in every, every fucking movie, movie. with Goodfellas. Oh, okay. and, his know. fucking so use it's of almost kind of like, yo, I got a, I got a movie. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking put it in there, yo. So, but it fits the narration with when Frank is talking about, man. It's fucking dope. It dude. does. I just want to take it off real quick since we're talking about music. That uh, number one, he loves the Rolling Stones. I mean, he 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 he, uh, he did a documentary about the band. He's got a great classic rock sensibility to him. But the movie that I think that he's done that has music that that helps to to frame the entire movie is I think it's probably one of his most underwatched movies. But it's Bringing Out the Dead. Have you ever seen that one? With Nicolas Cage as a as an ambulance driver, nineteen ninety nine movie, oh, man. It the, is uh, ambulance. It movie? is yeah. It's gritty, and the use of music in that in that film is literally second to none. I, I highly recommend it for no other reason. Watch Nicolas Cage go crazy, which is just a normal thing for him. But fucking the music is just amazing. But yeah, it's fun watching it go it crazy. Is, it That's is. fucking dope. So I just want to throw that out there. Well, uh, uh, so 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 I. I I will say Martin Scorsese is not one of those directors that I I seek out. I always find him violent and, and gory and, and bloody and, and gangster related, and I've never really embraced him. I think I saw Shutter Island, which I, I'm pretty sure was a Scorsese movie. It is. Um, a couple of years ago, and that was fantastic. So Aviator. this is kind of the, yeah. the first time that I've, I've really jumped in and enjoyed uh, Aviator for sure, but this is the first this time I've really jumped in and enjoyed like, a Martin Scorsese, a heavy yeah. Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah. And I think for me, what set off the movie right from the beginning is, is that Rolling Stones song and the, the, um, the dialogue by Jack Nicholson. So, uh, I'm one to hate, uh, uh, narration narration at the beginning of a movie and mm. a movie mm-hmm. i fucking hate it yeah. i just i hate it so much this movie it was fucking a perfect it was one of the one of the best introductions to a movie i think i've i've seen in a, in a quite a bit a quite a long time does he do that also with chasino too yeah so like the the narrative well i'll tell you this much bro the Casino feels like a documentary about fucking Las Vegas. I mean, it's all narration. I mean, just by every single fucking lead actor in that movie. So he's known for lead actors. He has to have a lead actor, right? So in all his movies, he relies on that in Casino. Here, you get a a 15 minute introduction of each character that we're going to be focusing on, dude. And what I love about this is that after we get the introduction to each character, we get the film title Departed and it goes right into the fucking movie. How fucking dope was that right there? Brandon, do you like the character I, I development do, right away? And, and, and Jeremiah, you stole the words and the thoughts right out of my head because that is one of the things that stands out to me so much in this movie. And that is something I think a lot of directors don't have the balls to do, and that's to have an overextended introduction, <laughs> right? And, and yeah. like it's almost like you're not expecting there to be a credit sequence. I mean, granted, just the title card, but yeah, he's, he yeah. jumps us right into it. And we get to know the characters. We get to see who they are. Um, we don't know exactly everything about them, but we get the sensibility of, of hey, this is how it's going to work. Well, I mean, one of the, my favorite shots in the entire film is the match cut between little Colin and then Matt Damon's Colin. And you just realize what's going on. You know that he's undercover immediately, even if you don't know anything about yeah, the movie. Yeah. And, then, and then, like you said, we get the shipping up to Boston, which yes. I, I think is, is, has to be one of the most 
amped up, pumped up, get you going songs in out there, right? And we're thrust into this. We watch Leonardo DiCaprio's character in prison. We get to see everything that's going on. It's fucking brilliant. And and Eddie, you you asked, and you're you're absolutely right. The character development in that 15 minutes, it's almost like saying you know, let's take a look at the first 15 minutes of up. It's a, it's a condensed movie in and itself. And, and up is a good one, but it's almost like a, it's like a doctor giving you the chart of the patient. Yeah. Like, Hey, here's what's going on. This person is over here. This person over here. We're, you know, we're setting up the universe and now go like everybody just fucking go. And then all of a sudden you've got, you've got characters that you think, you know, mm-hmm. and then they develop over the course of the movie to the point where it's like, the the twists it's almost like he's so obvious with wh- where the characters stand hey there's a good guy in the police or a bad guy in the police and a good guy in in, in um costello yeah costello costello's costello's group right so there it is that's all that's all the twists you get and then as you progress it just fucking twists and turns and it makes you feel anxiety <laughs> anytime a movie makes me feel anxiety for a character you they're doing a good job because it's like oh fuck he's getting caught oh god <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. a rat on both sides right yeah. so there yeah there's a mole and there's a rat so it's just like it's, how it's many funny rats how, are there? like everything that the it's it just makes you and you make and you never think about okay if, as a cop there's uh they 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 take you from the graduation and they plug you in right away into a graduation day and the next day oh that you were plug you in as a rat so no one knows you yep. it makes you think like shit this is i almost feel like <laughs> This is real life. Some of the stuff that he they may really do out there for the police department or the yeah. FBI. Or yeah, granted, I did. You no, that's okay. No, you, you got it. And I just want to jump on what Sean's saying. And one of the things I know that uh, I'm going to be really, really just like praising of this movie because I think it's a fantastic movie. It has its faults, and I definitely am not. It's not a zero, so don't worry about it. But one thing, Sean, that you mentioned, and I think something we have to talk well, about. I was terrified. Yes, is there it is is um is the pacing. Right. The pacing and the balance of storytelling. And you can tell this is Scorsese. It's a seasoned director. It's a seasoned storyteller. But he never once overdoes Leonardo DiCaprio's side. He never overdoes Matt Damon's side. Uh, To me, it's this beautiful ping pong match of back and forth and back and forth. Sean, what do you think? I'm telling you, I I agree with you. But the linchpin is not the pacing. It's not the character development. It's not the acting of any of the characters except for Nicholson. If this movie yeah. does not have that character being who Nicholson is, and I, I don't know if you've you've heard Nicholson talk about this character at all. I don't know if you've heard him talk, mm. but um, this, this this like he he would get the script, and the script would say like, um, you know, uh, man stand or used to, Costello stands over man in on his knees with gun, mm-hmm. and he would create like a joke. And he would he the, he built a character around the script. You're talking about when you, when you yeah. shot someone on the, on the beach, right? Oh, and he's like, oh, the body. Uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The line was this, guys. The line was this: is that he saw it, and then he said, "Let me actually add a few things here." And he goes, when he shoots a person, he goes, "Oh, she fell funny." Just fucking, just weird fucking thing. Where it just like, that's so disturbing. It puts in your mind like, how yeah. many times has he done this shit? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was he, just how he improvised most of the scenes. You're just like, fuck, this yeah. guy is just so fucking wild, candy man. Mm-hmm. And his hands, the way his hands oh, yeah. moved. And what I'm saying is, there's only probably five actors in history who could have pulled off this role. And I think that Nicholson does something that is 
I think it's a career defining role. Even if he, you know, even if he's had great roles in the past, this is a career defining role. It is. It is. Well, I think that, I think that that's for a lot of actors in this movie. Cause even yeah. Mark Wahlberg, I mean, he's the only one who got nominated yeah. for this. I don't film, like him. He, and I, yeah, he was he fucking killed in this oh, movie, man. man. I mean, it's part. unbelievable. Was he listen, a supporting actor? Listen, no, no, listen. seriously. I mean, I think Leonardo DiCaprio gives the best performance in this fucking movie. I mean, he fucking oh, owns no, it. You're fucking no, no. no. Come on, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson no. was he was no, so, Jack Nicholson could be a little over over uh, more. Yes. I mean, too. Listen, listen, listen. Oh man, like like, hey, I'm going to be Jack Nicholson. You know, you see Leo just uh, Matt Damon was great too, wrong, guys. Man. I feel like he was like a goody two shoes. He you it, it pissed you off with. Like Mark's response to Matt Damon made you like, yeah. yeah, Mark, I agree with you. Fucking Matt Damon's pissing me off. I don't know why, but he's pissing me off. <laughs> you're literally on the, the edge for Leonardo DiCaprio's character now. Yeah, like you're true. literally like that's just true. fucking that's like, and he and he wears it on his sleeves yeah. in this movie, dude. No, Go so ahead. so I mean, two things, but but one jumping off Jeremiah, what you're saying is, uh, I know I mentioned mentioned it earlier on, but the fucking beat down of his broken wrist like to me that is that 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 makes me squirm more than watching yeah it just it, it fucking hurts to watch but no you guys are gonna hate me because where i find the movie isn't a zero is because of two performances in which they're overacting jack nicholson and mark Wahlberg's character i i just yeah. they took mm-hmm. me away because they i watched jack nicholson and i've mentioned this before with tom cruise movies when I sit there and I watch a movie and I'm like, there's Jack Nicholson acting. Well, there's Tom Cruise acting. It just pulls me out of it completely. And there were times, just times, not not the whole movie, Sean, but there were times where Nicholson, like Jeremiah was saying, he just goes a little bit above and beyond. And then with Mar- Mark Wahlberg's character, no, I, I just wanted to tell you're him just, to shut the fuck wrong. up. I, yeah, I am, sure. But I, it's not just like, shut the fuck up, Mark Wahlberg's character, because you're just uh, uh that's your character it's more like he's he's reaching so hard you can just see him acting and i was like god damn it just just be more natural he's out of his he's out of he's his out depth of his, he absolutely he's out of his depth absolutely what about uh jack nicholas is uh like mr finch the the left-hand man like miss ray weinstone winston ray's a good fucking actor ray, ray winston ray winston winstone and I what is winstone yeah he's, he's good I, I feel like he, he he's fantastic scares the shit of me like he made he makes it seem like he's right behind jack like every time you see leo trying to like get in and he looks over his right he sees ray just staring what's at him, really like, what's really bro. funny is this that ray winston has been in a ton of movies i mean like oh, he's fucking he was movie. in indiana jones 4 yeah. he was in He's he's he, oh, Jeremiah. He was he in the made movie a little bit. He was fun. Yeah. He was fun to watch. The proposition, not the proposal. Yes, the proposition. Oh, and he's fucking badass. Yeah, he's Great one of those. Movie. He's one of those actors that when you give him a role, he kind of just like he pops. He, he he he. He's not a leading actor. He but he pops like he he just is so good. Yes. Word around the campfire yeah. is that him and Jack Nicholson did not get along in this movie, really, for whatever oh. fucking reason. So that's kind of funny that you know you don't see that on the screen. Yeah, but guys, is it true that Jack Nicholson's character uh, Costello is based off the the that famous mobster guy Whitey Burglar? Bulger? Bulger? Is that is I mean because he was kind of working with the FBI? Mm. Is that correct? Yeah, the informant. Yeah, yeah, the informant. So is it kind of like using that story setting for this movie right here? Because this is a remake of a movie. Yeah, well, it's a remake of a, a Japanese movie, or is it Korean? Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a. When you say remake, there are remakes and then there are loose remakes, right? So there are there are, there are those that that shot for shot change, like Psycho, Gus Van Sant. 
mm-hmm. was remake. That was a remake of Psycho. This I don't think was necessarily a remake for remake's sake. I think it was a reimagining yeah. uh, because I heard an interview with um, with uh, Martin Scorsese, and he said he really wanted to put. A sh- like a shine on it, like something that was very Scorsese, like very him. Yeah, when he got assigned to this movie, I mean, he was, he didn't even know that this was a remake, actually. And mm-hmm. th- this is probably the very few or only movie that's ever been uh, that won Best Picture as a fucking remake. So it's kind of a, yeah. it kind of stands on its own, man. Yeah. So I was going to say, so the whole time, Frank is the rat, right, guys? Oh, Just making a- sure. <laughs> like, Frank... He is Frank, a rat. He's the main rat. No, he's, so Frank that's why he's is, untouchable. He's an informant. He's yeah. an informant, but I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't. Say he's that. the main rat. If you think about, it, he's the main rat of the whole. I you look it up and say he's the main rat, and that's why he's so untouchable. No, look no, it up. He, he is an informant for the so, FBI. He is. Yes. He is definitely an informant for the FBI, hold on, hold on. and he's untouchable. Hold on, he is an informant for the FBI. However, he in my opinion, uses his informancy to continue his criminal conspiracy and his criminal career. He's not trying to bring down his criminal career. I think the definition of a rat is someone inside an organization trying to bring it down from the inside. I would agree. I do believe that that would be my definition of a rat. Yeah, but he's selling out his own crew. He's selling out his own crew. No, no, no. Only only when... Once again, once again, you're asking asking normal people. They're not going to do that analysis. (laughs) That's why we're right. doing a podcast, Eddie, because we're refined and intellectual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking overall, it's it's just funny how he's trying to find who the rat is, and he's a fucking rat. Yeah, I mean himself. that's the irony of the whole movie. So my question is, is this, guys? Um, do you wish that they would have put the settings in the 1970s of this movie, or do you like it that it's actually yeah. like you know cell phones and all that shit? Oh, if you don't yeah. mind me asking. Yeah, I think I think the, the the newness of it really brings out. They did it with a couple of movies recently, um, uh, not recently, but they they did um, American uh, American Gangster mm-hmm. with um, Christian Bale. Chris, was it Christian Bale? No, it was, yeah, Christian, it was Christian. No, it wasn't. It was yes, um, it was Christian Bale. It was Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington. Washington. And Denzel Washington. And they said that was set in the seventies. Oh, that was and American Hustle. I don't sorry. think it hit. Yeah, this that movie did not hit as well as this movie because I think that what made this movie unique is it gave a fresh take on gangster movies. It wasn't a 70s movie. It was a fresh, just like when they did Sherlock, the show Sherlock, they took a character from the 1800s and brought him into 2012 uh, London and he texted and he used Google and it was it was it was almost like a reimagining of, of, of a genre. And I think that's really important to, to I, I uh, think it would have been really cool if it would have took him back in the seventies, because it would have actually been dirty and it would have that really like, you know, gritty vibe and everything like that, especially, you know, with the whole, like uh, Frank Castillo, you know, being a mobster yeah. and but, everything. But so, Scorsese's I mean. done that to death, right? Scorsese's done that. He's yeah, done that. Go yeah, better. Don't get me wrong. He yeah. is. I mean, he did, he did with the Irishman, you know, he did. I'm going to go one better though, Jeremy. I liked that you got a modern take on corruption that in the seventies corruption was fucking obvious. Now they fucking in the 1970s, the 1940s, they champion, look at untouchables. The cops were like proud of being dirty. Now it's like, it's layered upon layered upon layered. And it's so hard to see. There's so, so many. and nobody is really good and nobody's really bad. They're all operating on like a spectrum. And that's just like fucking that to me made the movie really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, you find out that there's multiple police depo- uh, police uh, yeah. state troopers. Uh, there's another one that he had no idea or that it should have been a setup. But like, oh, oh snap, the, the FBI agent, yeah. he's working with Costello. And then you have another person who's uh, a police officer that's in Costello's game besides Leo. Yeah, so um, I'm, yeah, I, got, I got a question. I want to throw it out to you guys because I have seen this movie multiple times. And every single time I see this movie, including last week when I watched it for this, I am just stumped out of my mind. So, okay, so I'm taking you three quarters of the way through the movie when uh, kind of the, the the shit goes down, Queen and dies, which I do want to talk about Queen and I want to talk about Martin Sheen. But um, Queen and dies and uh, one the Costello's guy gets shot and ends up dying on the couch, right? And he says, oh, I, I told you 314 instead of 344. I told you the wrong address. Is he working for the FBI? Is he a cop undercover? Or why the fuck didn't he turn him in? I, I don't know, and it pisses me off that I don't know. What do you guys think? I thought he was working for the FBI. I thought he was working with the FBI, and he was deep and undercover. He, yeah, you're talking about the guy who dies. I don't think it's FBI. I think he was another undercover police but officer. What department? Yeah, because I, I feel like Queenan would have used him. Queenan would have well, used him. If, if, yeah. So, so it just confused me because he 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 admits he tells DiCaprio right. He tells Billy that I told you the wrong address, and you showed up at the right address. And I knew that it was, you know, you know, he calls him out, but he says something like, I didn't, I didn't tell. And then he dies. Like, to me, that's a weak part. Did Queenian also in the very beginning say we have guys in? Like, he made it seem like we, there's more, multiple than Leo. I, I, I remember watching this again thinking like, the way that Queenan made it sound like there was multiple Maybe. than one besides Leo. And, I had to rewatch it. And so different it makes me departments. Think like, oh, yeah, and different departments don't, they don't talk to yeah. each other. I, I don't mean to keep throwing history at it, but when Bundy was going through his fucking murder spree, mm-hmm. the counties didn't talk to each other. The, the fucking counties. Oh, hey, we have three Even beheaded girls. Zodiac. Oh, we have, yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah. The, yeah. the counties wouldn't talk to each other. So to think that these different organizations were talking to each other about mm-hmm. their about their undercover officers in the most dangerous gang in all of Boston. I don't think that that's unreasonable to think that FBI, CIA, who knows who, who you know, what had, yeah. who had, that's a really good point. There. Now, now uh, wait on, on the, the, the yeah. topic of, of rat, which I guess is the whole movie, but did you guys think it was kind of silly, dumb, stupid, uh, annoying that nobody realized that it was Billy, that it was DiCaprio's character that was the rat? Because all of a sudden, all the shit starts to happen. All the, the mention of a rat starts to happen as soon as Billy shows up. Is it just because Billy got in good with Costello and Costello believed him and liked him? Or what, what do you think it was? Because he knew Billy knew that he was a fucking working with the FBI. He yeah, knew you're that. also. Yeah. You're also dealing with someone who thinks he's untouchable. Costello thinks he's fucking untouchable. Very true. He even if he gets caught, he's he's a fucking informant. He he's he'll be fine. So wait, Sean, do you like, think that's the whole but thing? But do you think that Costello and, likes Billy? That respected Billy as Yeah, I do. I think that's right why he, I think that's why he kept him around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They like they like this guy. I, I also yeah. think that there is an element of he thinks not only is he an informant, but he's got Matt Damon on the inside. He thinks that he can legitimately protect himself. And from do anything. anything that arises, from anything that arises, yeah. and do anything he wants. So that was to say, he doesn't give a shit if there's a rat on it. He just wants to know who it is so he can control that the information. Because he was trying to set up Billy for a moment before yeah. Queenan died, right? Of uh, oh, there's new guys being in on here. So it was at first uh, Billy almost gave himself up, but then he just happened to be like 
it's just it was weird how that whole scenario came about but he was pretty much just about to be caught yeah. and he didn't What's so caught. funny about that dude is billy is that he wasn't as worried as being undercover but the moment he found out that costello was working for the fbi he was fucking losing it. he's like get me the fuck out of this undercover stage and shit because dude. he knows the fbi is gonna just they don't care they're gonna come yeah. in and clean slate i think that going along with you guys is one of what i keep saying one of my favorite scenes i mean there's so many fucking scenes in this movie that are some of my favorite scenes but one of the parts that sticks out to me and i just think it's badass is when you got queenan and you got uh fucking Wahlberg's character can't remember what his name is uh dingham or whatever his name is and they're they talk they're talking to right they're talking to costello and and costello basically admits right i mean you got this this conversation happening <laughs> between both sides and you see that that pride and that arrogance like sean you're talking about that arrogance of costello saying i think he even says it like like to see you try or you know good luck or i mean something you know that that it's instigating and, and kind of pushing them and the reality is they don't have anything that can stick and i think that that is such an interesting hard thing to to accept for a lot of people and that's how that's that shows you how i mean honestly costello he's so he has the the police department wrapped around his fingers because queenan and uh marky mark's character Dingham Dingham, they had to go so hardcore undercover that only them two yeah. knew the operator like realistically that's so risky because like that means like that uh undercover person could instantly be by themselves real real quickly because the police department is not to be trusted so just really in, in my eyes is costello is winning this yeah. war well it reminds right? me of ba- batman dark knight a little bit where i think it was i think it was uh i want to say it was a dark knight where um, Batman goes to Commissioner Gordon, and Commissioner Gordon he says, "We're two now. We're two people. Like that's all we have is each other." And then you know, he said, "If I had to deal with, if I if I didn't have to deal with that's corrupt cops, I would have a I would have nobody on the force." Like that's the kind of concept that, that we're dealing with here. Is that if you're not dealing with corruption, then it's like politics. There would be no one in fucking politics. It's all corrupt. It's all it's all mangled yeah. together. Yeah. And it makes sense that it's all corrupt because when you see Matt Damon actually like calling these fucking like, you know, calls and just like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, just go and take this person down. It, it's it's like, yo, how are you pulling this shit? How is this thing blowing up your fucking face and you're not getting fucking ding for anything? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it's all fucking corrupt and shit. Dude. Oh, it's all. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, you know, we're drawing a line between fiction and reality, but you have to admit that there's something of 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 life in that's imitating art here right there's something here that they're driving off of so that means that some of some element of this corruption is still present in what we're doing now and one of the questions that i ask myself that these kind of movies make me wonder about is if the police are committing criminal acts to 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 get criminals what's the difference between the police and the criminals and I'm not bashing on police. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. It, it, it pretty much asks the question, you know. I mean, if you have a gun in your face, you know. What's, what's the, the difference? difference? What's the difference? What's the yeah, difference? What's the, difference? <laughs> yeah. the lion can only take down the lion. A See, sheep but that's can't not take true down because if you look at Elliot Ness, when Elliot tortoise, Ness went after. Uh, and I know we're talking about, you know, I know we're talking about uh, decades ago. Uh, you know, well, actually a century ago now. Um, <laughs> but when yeah. Elliot Ness took down Al Capone. His moniker was let's do some good. Let's go face him. And it was, you know, Sean Connery's character who brought him in. You send one they send one of yours to the, you know, to the morgue. Yeah, we send yeah. three, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. He fought fire with fire, but then realized that the only way to get Capone was to 
get smarter than Capone to, to attack his taxes. And I think that that type of, of ruthlessness Mm-hmm. doesn't really work roof uh, cops against cops criminals against criminals it just doesn't work like that anymore well, that's what happened with leonardo dicaprio's character right i mean he could have just walked away got his fucking like identity back and whatnot but when he found out that Matt damon was the fucking rat and everything i mean he decided to do a citizen's arrest so to say and just get this fucking guy and you know that's where he fucked up there that's where he, yeah he fucked up there at that point he should have played it a little bit longer have you guys heard about the x factor in this fucking movie yes yes i think it's badass no. It's fucking great. So if you rewatch this movie, okay? They're everywhere. You should watch it because there's an X that's foreshadowing someone's death in every scene when a person's about to die. It's oh. so fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> so if you watch it, you will literally will see an X. There is a red X by Leonardo DiCaprio's head mm-hmm. in the elevator. Yeah. Yes, you see it. So, But I think it was like something like a movie from the 1930s that Martin wanted to kind of like, you know, pay a homage to and everything like that. But if you see it and watch it again, folks you'll literally see everyone that's in the movie who is about to actually get like, you know, assassinated or killed or something like that. There's an X near it. So there's this whole kind of X factor shadowing, uh, foreshadowing someone's yeah. death. So what I, I do want to say is having, having two of my least favorite uh, actors in this movie oh. uh, being Watch Matt Damon. Mouth. And um, so if you had to pick a movie for Matt Damon, this well, is probably what I was going to say is that his, this character is the one he should play all the time. The little bullshit character. Anytime he gets sincere and tries to be like badass, I think he, fails but that's just my oh, opinion jason bourne he is actor. jason bourne jason bourne's pretty good oh, those are, those are <laughs> trash you can't even watch him oh god good I mean, I yeah good will hunting but he was the same the kind Martian, of he was really fucking good in that dude and i haven't seen that i haven't seen that we need yeah. to talk about the love story a little bit okay <sighs> we got with jerry we the got story. it what's the what's the that's odds of that right, happening it's what's so the odds of that happening of having the same therapist there's only one therapist that in Boston? That therapist is probably one of the worst fucking person that do their job right and shit, dude. That's probably the one of the weakest parts of the fucking it movie is, for me, dude. It is. And that's why I want to talk about it. Eddie, you hit the fucking nail on the head because that pissed me off more than ever when I rewatched it for this. Yeah. And that is, that was a weak Except weak for ass. you're wrong. Okay, shut up. <laughs> that was a weak spot. And what makes it even Can weaker. Can I tell you why? No, no, hold on. Can I tell no, you no, why? No, no, hold on. But what makes it even weaker is the fact that she gets pregnant with Leo's kid. Because you know that it's fucking Leo's kid. I I agree with you 100 so, percent on that, dude. Yeah. So I don't disagree with you, but I will say the reason they all have the same therapist is because it is not uncommon for each department of the government to have one therapist that all the fucking people go to. It's not uncommon. It's not uncommon that they would all be seeing the same fucking person. So technically, though, Leo. Why it's would Leo have that same therapy? Leo was court ordered, yeah, okay. and where do you think you think Quinn sent him yeah. to the fucking police person, the one who could deal with the police issues? Because the, this person, I wish yeah, he would have said that. I wish he would have said that. Just overall, you get that. Uh, you get the, you, I, I, I am, and I'm not because you're talking about a very a very small subset of of psychiatrists and psychologists who could deal with undercover police opportunity, you know, because they would go kill the fucking therapist. All the gangsters would kill the therapist. But the whole idea is a therapist is, I mean, if you look at Sopranos, if you look at all these different gangster type movies, right? You've, you've got the police going to the same fucking person. Uh, can we just mention that Vera Farmega has uh, not aged in like 40 years? Cause she looks fucking incredible. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. Today, she's a fucking great movie, actress. She's a great yeah, actress. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't <laughs> like the story. In this fucking movie, Absolutely. she played. But she played. Uh, she played Mama Bates in in Bates Motel, and she was fucking creepy as shit in that show. Mm. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. 
So, um, I you mentioned something about like he was court ordered. Was it quartered by um by Martin Sheen's character to go have, to this? Probably stuff? have to be. So well, let me ask you something on that part. The, yeah, it was part of his parole. Okay. Okay. It was part okay. of his parole, which makes me think like it just just uh, only no no does... no. You just threw something to the wall, and I'm like, holy shit! I never thought about this. But do you think he set that thing up for him to actually get to go to a Madeline's profession? So he can actually get more information, maybe with Matt Damon and shit. Well, because that's he a fucking. Know that's Matt Damon. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Everybody, Matt Damon. yeah, bro. That's, everyone's yeah. three steps ahead in this fucking movie, dude. Come on, think, you should know I, that, dude. No. How it? How it? How it? Who? Marky you're Mark the knew. Marky Mark Leo? knew that. That. Uh, Marky Mark knew that what's his name was dirty. Yes. Yes. No, he only knew. Of course so he knew. No, no, no. If he I can kill him in the end. Not to the very end. Not and to that's the ver- because not to the very Leonardo end. DiCaprio's character sent yes. the tapes to Marky Mark. That's what it was. So, no. I, but, okay. I see what so, you're so, saying, Jerry. So but my I don't second think question is, to yeah. that was uh, Marky Mark Digman, was he a rat? Was he working for the FBI? No. Or was he getting for revenge? No, he was revenge, revenge. for Queen because Queen and him were bros. No. He's Kevin. He's Kevin Costner and Untouchable. One at a one at, one at a time. Costner, you guys are all like, la, la, la. one at he's a time. A fucking, he's a fucking cleaner. He's cleaning up the mess. He's he's protecting Quinn. He's protecting his department. He's cleaning up the mess of what happened around. Uh, uh, what's his name? Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Fucking character. revenge. One hundred percent revenge. He loved Queen and Queen and him were buddies. They were bros, and he got Queen's back. Okay, Eddie. He's vengeance. But why would he use a fucking silencer? He's in a freaking because he was apartment. cleaning the scene. Because he's because he's he's smart. First How off, why would he not use a silencer? He, he has a job first. tomorrow. He still needs it. He still needs to go to work the no, next he, day. He doesn't work there anymore. That's remember what? that, dude. He's on leave. He got no. He does. He only he only gets suspended for two weeks. He's on leave, so he needs to make it look no, like the he does. There's a the theory out there that he's an FBI dude. There's a theory that he works for the FBI. Okay, so I can understand the theory, but he's at least a cleaner because fucking Matt Damon walks in on plastic. If if he's a police officer, he's going to shoot Matt Damon. They're going to go through the no. Matt Damon is never going to be seen or heard from again. That motherfucker is gone forever. He's winding up in the Hudson River. Okay, is he a rat then? Does he work for the uh, for the mafia? No, he's a cleaner. Mark's a cleaner. He went in and cleaned the situation up. No, he's he a got rid of all the shit. Officer. No, he 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 was good because he <laughs> walks out. He shoots. He walks out. No, he's, he's leaving the person. Body. He no, oh, yeah, yeah. He but he's leaving the body. No, he didn't. No, Brandon, why would he put plastic down? He didn't have plastic down. He had plastic on his foot. He had little booty slippers. Why would you want me? Why you put plastic down? He didn't have plastic. He had had plastic on his feet. Yeah, he he only had booty slippers. Booty slippers. Booty, 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 booty. I love it. Like I'm saying, like I'm trying to say is he's trying to go to work tomorrow on the Tuesday after he gets done cleaning up up in the same way that Sean's talking about cleaning. uh, Matt Damon's character. All right, now I got to Now I got to rewatch it because I don't remember. I thought he had plastic on the walls. Did anyone else have a feeling that Matt Damon? Like you saw when Matt Damon was walking into his room, that very last scene, and two of the ladies yeah. were looking at him very weirdly. I mean, it almost seemed like they, like, hey, something's no, in no. your room. Like, I think I it's know, because Vera like, Farmiga's character, like, no, Vera Farmiga's like character him? left him, and it disrupted this this image that he had portrayed. And so my guess is that she made kind of a, a stink about it, and, exactly. and and other people now look at look down on him as being not the quality guy that he was kept trying to to show everybody that he was. 
Okay, but maybe it's because, you know, people talk through, like, you know, kind of the underground and shit like that. And where we got around that, you know, he's a mole, he's a rat and shit like that. And that people knew that this guy was going to get his two. These are two the little old shit. ladies, man. I don't know about I, that. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you, Jeremiah. Word about a rat gets around. Yeah. Okay. Last question here, guys. So this was the best picture of 2006, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, would you change a best picture? Of other movies that did not get nominated for this year. I'm, I'm looking up what movies were nominated. Other movies. Tell me. The Prestige came out this year. Oh, fuck. No. Same year. No. Children of Men came this out the better. same year. No. no. You haven't seen it. Oh, and the best one, The Fountain. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, here's the reality. This was the best. This was obviously Jer, the best. The Prestige is fucking amazing, fucking fantastic movie. This is cinema. This is this is this is acting and directing and filmmaking at its highest level. It deserved to win. Uh, I, I agree, but but I don't disparage the prestige. Oh, I'm not. The prestige is one of the well, greatest movies ever made. Oh, hey, so everybody I, listening, I mean, we're going to be talking about this, that later uh, this season. But this movie's better well, than that one. Now, see, here's my problem, Eddie. When you say it's better than, they're they're different. They're different mm-hmm. genres. They're different. The the purpose of the movie is different. That's okay. like saying that's like saying Toy Story is better than or less than, good than this movie. It's a completely different. Oh, okay. So then Casablanca is this is this better than Casablanca? Or Casablanca, is Casablanca is better, better than, than this. this. Casablanca is the best movie of all time. Mm, I this, agree. No. Why? Because Why? technically, Why? acting, music, innovation. Oh, Sean, it, you just fucking you, you stabbed just, yourself. You, just, you no. just stumbled over the same reason. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Thank because, you. Because Thank we're you. not yes, trying to. Excuse me. I can because the mandate of this podcast is how good the movie is based on a scale of zero to five. If I was going to go the best movie of all time, that's a completely different characterization, a uh, completely mm-hmm. different analysis that I'm going to put the movie through. If I was putting analysis of that of this movie through greatest movie of all time, it wouldn't even make the fucking top 150. This movie is better than the Prestige. That's all I got it as. And you, 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 you said, "Oh no, it's 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 all this." And I'm saying, "Well, that's the same thing goes with this." And if you, if you roll Lawrence back the Arabia. tape, I would say, "Just understand, they're two different genres." And I don't think you could say Prestige, you know, in the context of our podcast, is necessarily better or worse than this movie because it's a completely different type of movie. Same thing with Casablanca and Lawrence Arabia. No, because the AFI's uh, mandate is not a scale. Oh, That's what a- you just said. AFI mandate. No, I'm, I'm saying the same thing. You're holding AFI. I think we have a feature zero in this movie here, guys. And that brings <laughs> us to the end of our review. Now it's time on the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Eddie, can you provide the yes. score, please? Zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, an Uber lifting home. Four, rough morning walk to shame. Five, blackout, shit face, spring break drunk. Uh, gentleman, who I'll go first. Would I go first. Uh, so for me, yeah, this movie Sean. was um one of the highlights of 2006, if not if not highlights of this genre of movie, which is uh I would say is like the undercover cop kind of corruption e movie. Um, I'm really looking forward to Heat. I haven't told anyone that I have not seen that movie uh, yet. Me neither. I'm really looking forward to a couple other movies that we're doing. Um, but to me, this one was fresh and different, and I loved the actors who, who were in it predominantly. Um, I did not start liking Mark Wahlberg until he did The Fighter, which was several years later, and I still don't like Matt Damon that much. But uh, it had my boy Martin Sheen, which I think he's fantastic. And um, truth be told, I think the acting in this movie was absolutely 
fantastic. I think Martin Scorsese knows how to pace a movie better than anyone else. And the violence, which I'm not a fan of, was just enough where it wasn't grotesque and disgusting and I was not off-put by the movie. Uh, my mom does not – I don't think she cares for this movie because everyone dies at the end. That one doesn't bother me. The fact that ever, literally almost everyone dies, it doesn't bother me because everyone was kind of a shitty person, except for Leo. I wish Leo would survive. Um, anyway, uh, that being said, I'm going to give this movie a one. I think I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really great, uh, a really great film and, uh, I'm going to give it a, a solid, uh, uh, first, uh, first cocktail. Feel good. First cocktail. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to take it because, uh, Sean threw it to me, uh, visually. So here's the deal. Yes, Brandon. Yes. Thank you so much. So you're absolutely right, Sean. I mean, I could basically say everything that Sean said. Um, I think that you're right. This is a perfectly paced film. It is an expert filmmaker that created this one. This is not, you know, something that, that happens just on, on, you know, happenstance. I think this is somebody who has a craft and has a knowledge and has a, a vision and then creates that vision and then is able to inspire other people to work on the film, actors to act to to see that that you know that vision acted out um things I, I we didn't even talk about it you know really at all but you're right i remember sitting in the theater and and as soon as that elevator door opened up and and leo's head splits open like that was one of the biggest shocks i think ever i mean for me at least i didn't see that one coming it hit me so off guard it made me walk out of the theater feeling just kind of empty but man that was a great empty feeling um and so this is a movie that doesn't apologize about anything it does it just goes out and says this is the movie that i am like it or don't like it here it is and and john going back to what you said at the very beginning with that 8.5 imdb rating you're right it's it's not the movie for everybody but it's a movie that if we're looking at you know expertly crafted films this has got to be up there with you know some of the very very best out there um my my problem is really three different points uh jack nicholson at times uh my the one part that kind of keeps going to mind is when he's you know pretending to be a rat and he's you know drawing the little pictures i said he was showing his teeth like to me it's like that's just jack nicholson being jack nicholson shut the fuck up and just stop uh mark Wahlberg's character just the way he's written not even marky mark's presentation of it but just the over the topness like don't be such an asshole dick i get what you're trying to do but just it didn't it didn't land and it just seems so out of place especially when you got queen and who is genuinely an amazing character and then the third part is the whole I, you know, pregnancy through Leo's character, which helps to kind of make him live on and, and try to, you know, make up for the fact that he dies in the end. I hate movies that do that. They, it's a cheap little, um, plot yeah. twist. It's a cheap, it's, it's, it's It not, is. It absolutely is. Yeah. And it just pissed me off. Um, that said, if we're going to take the whole rest of the two and a half hours and take out, you know, really those three minutes of, of frustration for me. Um, this is a, this is a damn good movie. I finished watching it, looked over at a man and I said, God, this is so much better than I remember it. And for that, uh, it's not a perfect film, but it is a damn great one. You should go see it if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, watch it again. I'm giving this a 0.6. Um, it is not quite a one, but it's also not quite a 0.5 because it's got a couple other things. And Jer, I did a 0.6 just for you, buddy. Just so you know, I was going to do 0.62, but I'm going to go with a 0.6. <laughs> yeah, so guy, I'm going to go with dude. Ed. Ed, you're next. You had your hand up. So I'm going to go 0.6 and Ed's going to tell us what he's got. Uh, so I liked everything you guys are saying. So I, when, you know, when we were picking movies, I'm going to say Martin's movies, he's done a lot of movies and this was one of my favorite movies. He's, he's put together. Um, I feel like this was 
I don't think he knew it was going to be holding down to how it holds down now to this time. I think it's our modern day age of a gangster movie. I think it holds up really well uh, with the age. I mean, it's 2006. For some reason, I thought it was that long ago. And I'm like, wow, 2006. Like, that's actually some time ago now. That's almost coming up on 20 years uh, in three years from now. And I was just like, I, it still holds up, though, compared to some of the other recent movies out there that just drops fast real fast with gangster movies um just puts a nice little twist of 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 this you know theme of a gangster uh, in this modern day and age it was a great project and i don't think martin was gonna think that was gonna happen in the long run for this movie i think this movie should honestly be on the top of 100 of afi i don't think it gets enough credit it's anyone could watch it it's it has a little blood to it it has a little uh violence to it but i mean like a lot of movies have that on uh, I feel like this movie deserves to be in the top AFI for the top 100. Um, I honestly it was a zero. love this movie, and this is one of well. So all no, the to- not, all the movies on the uh, AFI should be no, a zero. Like that's that's they should be the epitome of of zero. Vertigo okay, so, shouldn't it be. No, Vertigo's not, and Rocky's not, and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, so not, basically, you don't believe North that any movie is a zero. Not. We haven't had this conversation, and that's fine. And yeah, but it should be in the AFI. I'm I talking, John. You had your chance. It's it's definitely in the top 100 movies. It's on AFI. It's better than a lot of other movies that are fucking on there, like Vertigo. I'm saying. I'm not just gonna throw that out there. Um, so honestly, though, Departed for me is I, I like Brandon Store, but I'm gonna go around. It's it's, it's a shot for me. This 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 movie's a five. shot for me. It's a point five. I think it's one of the better movies that we've done this season. All right, season. when you uh, take those Wait, scores and somebody. by four. We're missing somebody. We still oh, need sorry, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. It's all right. You're going to yawn. You guys are not going to pay attention. So, no, I mean, I'm going to pay attention. It. I'm just so frustrated <laughs> with the fact that there's there's not a zero. It doesn't exist, even though he's given zeros to movies. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeremiah. Oh, no, no, Eddie. You, no, Eddie. I, I, Eddie, you, you can't talk. Jeremiah's time. Eddie, no, Eddie, Eddie, stop you, talking. You neither. Neither you. Neither, stop talking. Stop talking. I just want to give stop my, my score, guys. Sorry, Jeremiah. Go Jesus ahead. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Jeremiah. Go. Okay, just hands down, this movie represents some of the best actors of our generations. It does. This is like the the dream team of 1992, of the basketball season. Like, well said. Everyone's on their fucking A game in this fucking movie, and it's great to watch this, man. You know, uh, It's a great crime thriller of a movie. I mean, I think... It's one of those cool cat mouse type of a movie. It's like spy versus spy has that fucking vibe to it. And I love it. The only problem about this movie, man, is the love triangle. It feels out of fucking place in this movie. It is what it is on that shit. And that's just how I feel of of that part. If we can move that, it's a zero guys. But honestly, I mean, Martin got in the war for this movie. I don't think this is his best film. I think Goodfellas is his fucking masterpiece. That's my opinion. But this was cool to watch, man. It was really to see everybody kind of in their fucking prime in this movie man so this is a 1.25 for me guys i just wish that fucking love triangle part was just out of the movie it just didn't fit the fucking movie man so that's my score simple as that i love to see goodfellas i think that'd be a interesting uh interesting one to do all right when we combine those scores and divide by four what does the departed get an average rating of so it's it's a 0.8375 It's point eight three seven five. All right, and so Jeremy, where does that put us on uh, the list point of movies re- we we have reviewed so far? Because of Brandon's amazing fucking zero point six, it fucking actually puts a score by itself. That's literally all I'm trying to do right okay. now. It's by itself on its list as number twelve. And what? So what's better than it? It's right between The Shining and The Breakfast Club. So The Shining is better than or worse than? Yes, The Shining is better than. And what else? What's, what's, give us a couple of movies above, above okay. that. 
So what's better than this film is The Shining, Gladiator, Remember the Titans, No Way Home, Spider-Man, Joker, Pulp Fiction, I mean, The Dark Knight. There you go. Okay, Minus so Joker. Worse? Minus Joker, I'd agree. What's worse is Jaws, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Alien, America Feedy, Signs, and Glorious Bastards. Wow. You know, That's honestly, tough. Sean, That's I'm going to follow Sean and say, I, I kind of think that it fits I feel there. Jaws, that... Can we flip yeah, Joker and Jaws? Just like everyone vote on that. I feel like they're, they that's should a good both idea. We should have an episode guys... where we should actually change a score for one of our films or one film that we think that should be better in our list. Like I feel like Jaws should be higher and Joker should be like they just need um, flip. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm kind of agreeing with Brandon. It's it's a great movie, but I, it's not better than Jaws. I'm sorry. It's the not the problem than is that Jaws is so revolutionary, and this movie is not revolutionary. It's not anything against The Departed, right? But you got you got to give credit where jaws's credits do that makes sense well i mean if you look at the imdb uh, uh, ratings and whatnot i mean you know the party is is rated higher than jaws so right. i mean i mean it just you know, has that, this what little that thing means i understand what you're doing i think that the party yeah. I, I like the store i just think jaws i just think jaws should be higher on our list i, I like where the department is at yeah. Yeah. Jaws is number 39 <laughs> on the I, imdb list of uh, uh, uh the top 250 movies of all time, all right. so cool, cool. I mean, it's kind of right there. I mean, I, I agree with you, Sean. I think Jaws is a fucking iconic film and shit. I think we should have one episode in our season where we actually kind of make a case of why that movie should actually get a different, higher rating. Yeah, that would Score. be score. Point Break. No, you sold your soul on that one, bro. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> that was your movie. <laughs> There's no. It's you talking uh. me too. Not all movies are great, all right? It's a great movie in my collection. Well, but it's, it's, not a, it's movie. movies that you okay. like versus movies that are great. And those can be two different things. I can believe yeah. that Armageddon is one of the greatest films ever made and think that, you know, it's a piece of shit at the same time. It's okay. I watched oh, The Rock the other day. And I was trying to. I, it's great, but then I started yeah, judging careful, because of careful. doing the show. I started Ooh. judging, like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask you please subscribe wherever you're listening. Give us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. You can visit our website at the gentleman podcast.com or you can reach out to us by email at hosts with an S H O S T S at the gentleman podcast.com. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. And Jeremy, what do we have uh, coming up here? I believe we're going to be actually reviewing some of the new movies that will be coming out or that are currently nominated for Best Picture this year, right? Or are we going to actually go into... Yeah, we got we got Parasite coming uh, to you, so be ready for it. So, Parasite. Parasite. All right. Yeah, Parasite. All right. Can't wait. Cheers, gentlemen, and we'll see you next week. Time to get out of the fucking car.